Welcome to the Biba Frequency. This is Conversations with Consciousness. I'm your host, Biba Logan, and on today's show, I have a very, very beautiful guest called Brenda Nosher. Brenda is a dear friend of mine. She is also a spiritual psychotherapist. I have been on a training program where I met Brenda, so for the last year, we've both been swapping sessions in the quantum realms. I really really know you're going to enjoy this show. So dive in, relax, and allow the expansion to happen. Welcome, Brenda. Thank you, Viva. Hello. It's so good to be with you. It's so good to be with you. And thank you for agreeing to this conversation as well and sharing your wisdom with us, because what you have to say is very important. Absolutely. You're welcome. And thank you for inviting me. Yes. Um, I always enjoy your presence, you know, even when I first saw you, your presence has just always been such a comfort to me. And you're in this a long time and you know a lot of things. And sometimes it's just your presence. It's healing, actually. Your presence is very healing. So I thank you for that. Mm. Thank you for saying that. I'm receiving that as I sit here with you and I guess I want to say back to you, and especially since this is an audio podcast, I feel that way about your voice. Mm. Your voice just penetrates straight to my heart, and it did the very first time I heard your voice. Mm. So it's fun to see you, and it's particularly enlivening to hear your voice come in through my eardrums and (laughs) through my energy body. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for that, and thank you for being there for me. And For our listeners, how would you describe yourself, Brenda? Well, it's so funny because as we're saying all of that, I almost wanted to say, you know, we are, and I mean this in the most general universal sense, we are lovers, both of us. And you can hear it even between us. We love love. And I feel like that's the best way for me to begin to describe myself is that I am, particularly right now, I am in so much awe of the unseen world and my unseen friends. And that is my pursuit these days, is to be the woman, the human, the spouse, the friend, the sister, the daughter that I am, but more and more the enthusiasm that runs through my days and my nights is around this seeking contact with the unseen. And so I feel like that's who I am as a seeker of the unseen. And I've been that way since I was a little girl. And I know that that as we start off here, you and I want to kind of blend our energies and give even more permission for the realm of spirit and soul to influence how we work here together. So I'll, I'll pause with that. And then I'll, I would like to say some more about kind of how I would describe myself. And for anyone yeah. who's listening, blending is something that lovers do. <laughs> we energetically <laughs> blend to connect the bridge between the two of us so the magic can happen in that space. So I invite you to all just close your eyes and take a moment to just be in this space with us here. And so I just allow my heart to expand into the light that it is. And as my heart expands, 
I become aware of your heart and the expansion of your heart. And as these two hearts energetically blend a bridge between one another, we invite all those beautiful angelic beings, high vibrational beings, frequencies of light and love to join us today to allow this conversation to transcend the norms and the limits of what we've known already. And let's go into the unknown realms. And as we feel into those heart connection bridges, a spacious field opens. And we invite your hearts as listeners to join and to receive and to contribute as you listen. And we hope for you to feel some even little bit of inspiration to grasp more of your truer self as you sit with us endeavoring to expand our truer selves. So there's the so end. Right? Yes. Yes. Oh, gosh. Yes. And here we are, I don't know how many thousands of miles apart. You're in Ireland, in the green. I'm up in the mountains in North Carolina, and you can feel it immediately across time and space. And that's how we know. We know the unseen is with us. And there goes my spirit chime. This is always a little thumbs up from spirit when when I'm either saying or feeling something that they really get enthused about, there's a little chime on my table that gets so intricate and delicate and they can ring it. And it just makes me feel so comforted and so guided. So tell us a little bit about yourself, Brenda. So I said that about what I'm seeking and I really, but I'm a metaphysician. I've been studying metaphysics for the last 40 years through meditation, through visualization, through my experience out in nature, I seek that beyond the physical. And I've pulled more and more of those threads into my practice as a spiritual psychotherapist, which has been my profession for the last 40 years. And in the last maybe 20 to 15 of those years, it's become more and more clear to me that it's beyond the beautiful and powerful healing of psychotherapy. It's more that I want want to and have reached into the spiritual realm of connecting with and blending with people's souls and higher selves and their own their guides, my team and their teams, co-creating a space for whatever the work is that the client has come to me to look at. And so, you know, I sort of in a way blended into that style of psychotherapy just by following my desire to see more and to be in touch with more. And it's turned out to be a true pleasure. And because of the feedback I get, I can say it's been really potent and rewarding for the people that that have sat with me over the years. So I feel like I've learned from spirit and I've learned from my clients and I've learned from my own heart's desire how to be in that space. And so I almost don't know what to call myself anymore, although I do feel more like I can kind of come out and say I'm a light worker because that encompasses more of what I'm really up to. I feel like I provide what I bring to the field for a person 
to then create their own healing. So I help set the tone, fertilize the ground for them to heal themselves. And more and more, that's become kind of an alchemical process. I feel like changing the lead to gold really fits with the psychotherapy training and history and and practice that I've become so practiced at, I guess is the best way to say that. Amazing. Spiritual psychotherapy. I mean, can I ask you how spiritual psychotherapy, so really it's one, but it seems like there's two separate things going on there. You have a spiritual therapist and a psychotherapist. You're trained in one and then you are the other. So that's a really neat way to say that. And I agree. And I think part of it is this, Biba. This is like, it's so great to talk to you because it's like actually kind of challenged me to put this into words, what is more like kinesthetic for me. Like mm-hmm. I'm a very kinesthetic learner and I feel things with my body and then I can bring them into my heart and my mind. But this is challenging me to bring it into verbalizing it. And here's what it is. It's like, One of the most powerful things that I learned as a young person when I was in therapy, and then as I became a therapist, is that the therapist has a perspective because they're not, like, my therapist could see me because she wasn't me. And I could begin to see my clients because I'm not them. So the perspective of being outside the set of that person and their desires and anxieties and concerns, that perspective from being outside of that set allows a conversation to emerge that that person couldn't have just in the middle of their own life. Mm -hmm. So perspective is a powerful thing about psychotherapy. When I take it to the spiritual realm, what happens is I'm seeing through the eyes and helping my clients see through the eyes of their soul and higher self an even more expanded perspective. So they're further outside of the set of us as human being. So there's this other layer of perspective that can come. And when we blend with our soul and our higher selves and our guides and our even, you know, when I say unseen friends, soul, spirit, higher self, guides, loved ones, even I would venture to say, God got us all that is. I feel that God got us all that is, is an unseen friend. I feel like they want to be shoulder to shoulder with us and alongside of us in what we are endeavoring here on earth. And so from those eyes, all of those eyes I just mentioned, we can have a different perspective on what we're dealing with here. And from that opens up different ways of perceiving, allows ways of conceiving different solutions. So perspective, perception, conception. And conceiving is the feminine, right? It's to conceive, right? We're most familiar with being pregnant, having birthing something. And so we can conceive new ways of working with either our problems or our joys when we have different perceptions. And those perceptions come out of a different perspective. So I know I'm repeating myself a lot there, but I'm trying to give that sequence of view. It's like walking up the mountain, you see a different view. So if we go up into our the, the eyes of our higher selves, it looks different. What we're dealing with looks different. And the bigger picture can be so helpful. I wish I hadn't met you when I was 20. <laughs> you know, I went to conventional therapy for 10 years. I mean, we're just talking about the same stuff from the same textbook teachings for therapists. It's like, 
you know, it's so unique. I know we're going through this shift of awareness and consciousness globally. I know that, right? But what you're doing is, I've done work with you. I've been in the quantum realms with you. I've seen what you can do. <clears throat> I can understand it's hard to articulate because it's far out and it's perspectives beyond what you can actually comprehend in a rational conversation. It's really high yeah. perspective, isn't it? Yeah, and it's true. It's important to go beyond logic and reason and to stay tethered enough to it to make sense for our human. And that is, that's the pursuit of my metaphysics all these decades. I have worked really intricately with some important teachers around how to ground that so that it's applicable to being a human. It's fun to go off on a journey in the meditation and have all kinds of experiences. There's nothing wrong with that. It's like taking a trip to the beach. But what I'm also interested in mm. is in helping people take those journeys into living life differently. You know, the dailiness and the particularly, I'm a relationship junkie. I'm an intimacy junkie. I love relationships and intimacy with people. And so that's what I tend to like help people. And that's who ends up coming to me are people that want more depth in their human to human relationships or the human to animal, human to nature relationships. So how do we take what we're gaining in a therapeutic or healing environment into our lives and improve the quality of our relationships, which brings me to what I think is the bottom line for me these days. As I cascade to my 65th birthday this year, Biba, it is so clear to me that it's really all about love. And that sounds like so much like a greeting card, and I don't mean it to sound that way. <laughs> but you know, and that's why I even said at the beginning, we're lovers, because love is so massive and forceful and powerful. It's, I think we have barely tapped into what our brains and our minds are capable of around the power of love. And I don't just think this, and I'm not trying to say this is anybody else's truth but mine, but I know that these human beings that we are, our species, has a depth of caring that is profound in the universe. And I do believe that we have lots of help and lots of eyes looking at us. Like, how do they do that? We do a lot of things in a fucked up way. Okay. Mm -hmm. We do a lot of things off. But our capacity for caring and being there for each other is something that is awesome to other species. I know that. I don't mm -hmm. just think that. And I'm not trying to tell anybody else what they should believe or what they should know. But I just want to. I really want to actually come out and say that, like, if we knew even a tenth of how powerful it is when we care and the healing potential of that, it's just magnificent. And so I want to spend whatever time I have left in this body doing my best to bring that in and to inspire people to wake up to that in themselves. Because we all, have, everyone has, it. no matter what you're doing out there, no matter what people's dailiness involves, caring is a part of it and it can be even more consciously a part of it and that's about love you know as i listen to you I, I think about the human species and how in many ways love has been watered down to be something like not what it is right and when you talk about love i know you know love because nothing but love exudes from you 
Every word is considered. Every word you've ever spoken to me is considered. And that takes a conscious person, somebody who's consciously awake of what they're saying, of what they're doing, of how they're working with people, of how you're learning and what you're learning. And it is all about love. And because it's so simple and it's so obvious, you can miss it. You can just miss it, right? It's so yeah. yeah. It's like when we pull back from trying to be marketable or produce anything or, you know, get anything. Yeah. Then it's about, uh, you know, because it, it is early in life. It's like, what can I get? Can I get, am I getting enough, getting enough, getting then Am I learning enough? Am I learning enough? And the sooner it moves into, am I giving enough? Oh, is such a relief, you know? First I remember, thing. I remember when in my 20s, when I was still doing a lot of continuing education as a young therapist, and there was this psychiatrist in town in Atlanta, where I lived, Atlanta, Georgia. And he was so, he was like a real person a real like even though he was a, a he prescribed medications and he was a medical psychiatrist he was he really was there was a depth to him and i loved going to his trainings and he sat down in front of us one day and he said you know we're trained to be distant we're trained to have this therapeutic facade and blah 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 blah, blah. and he goes but he goes really who are we not to love our clients they opened their most intimate details. And I just, tears came down my face, Biba, because I was, as a young therapist, I was already so in love with the way that people would talk to me about their stuff. And I thought, what's, I started feeling guilty. Like, what's wrong with me that I'm so touched by this? I'm so moved by the human experience. And when he said that, it's just, I was just like, okay, all right. That is, I am going to be a lover. I am going to be a person who loves people and sits with them. And I'm going to have all the right boundaries. And I'm going to say the things that are there to say that are helpful. But more than anything, I'm going to love them. And I don't even have to say that. It's about embodying that. Anyway, that guy really opened it up for me because it lifted any kind of, you know, performance of being a therapist it's like it let me be a human being so i've been successful as a psychotherapist but what i thrive on is the way that i feel touched by people yeah so love and now it's like just being out in the world it's a way of being stop i'm not everybody's therapist but i'm i'm kind of always in love yeah, you know, you know, when I like log onto the screen and I see your face, it's just the way you look at me. It's like you are just constantly in that state, aren't you? You're constantly in a state of love, actually. You know, I would love to say constantly, and you don't see me in my degraded moments. When I'm ready to, you know, slam the door on my dog's barking or whatever. But, yeah. you know, here's the thing. I feel like I woke up early on because of some of the pain in my childhood, because of sort of this exiled experience I had as a young person. I woke up to the need to be in touch with the unseen. And I feel like that's who comes as early on comes through me. I remember laying in my great aunt's backyard when I was a little girl and there was this, the lawn would end it here and then there was this like wild garden and there were all these little plants and I would lay right on that edge of that and it was something about the edge of the lawn and the garden where it was tame and then wild and Biba the 
elementals would just come to me right there at that edge. And and I would lay, I would, couldn't wait to go over to her yard and lay and just experience that. It was, I felt so connected, so much belonging that was hard for me to find in my world, my human world. It wasn't a horrible childhood. It, it just wasn't, it didn't resonate. It wasn't natural. Where I was and who I was with wasn't natural to me. Which now I know is all about ejecting me from that so that I would find my way into what I have found. I found my chosen family in a big and beautiful way. But that early experience of craving the unseen and just really wishing to be in touch with it has allowed that what you're talking about to come through. When I look at you, what's coming through me is them, right? It's beyond me. It's who gets to be here through me. Because I've made a space for them in me. Yeah. Now that's something I've never set up. Wow. And that's true. I know that's true. I know you well enough know that that's really real, that you have created that beautiful sacred space where they just get to flow through you. And you carry that with such grace as well. You have no need to be acknowledged, accepted, or anything. You just allow what is to be. And what is to be is always right. And it's always beautiful. It's such a wonderful thing for me to witness because apart from awakening, you know, there's different levels of awakening, isn't there? The level of awakening when you realize, put the books down, turn the videos off and just start loving yourself and others, right? But you have to feel love, don't you, to give love. When you were small and you were getting in tune and aware of this unknown realm, did you feel the love from them? Yes, I did. I felt held. I mean, there were times I was really scared, but I now I think those times turned me to really endeavoring to seek it. So it's like I had to call upon it. And I know that's true now. We we both know that. You have to ask. We have to call upon them. They don't it's not whether like you're good enough and then they decide to come help you. We have to ask. The spirit world, the unseen, the guides, the interdimensionals, they're not gonna just come and save us. That's not how this works. We have to really show that we're open and we have to ask. And then they have permission to work with us and to expand our awareness, the, the expansion that they bring. They're interested in our capacity to focus and care. And we are interested in their ability to expand and to be spacious. Yeah, so it's mutual, you know, and it's like they don't want us to think that we are less than them and that they're like we're trying to be them it's not that way at all we're different we are a different species and they are a different species and when i say they i'm talking about the unseen it's just easier for me to say the unseen because there's so many ways to categorize and name and you know it's like you can walk through the forest and name every single plant that you see or you can just be with them yeah right and so you just feel it right? You don't need to know. And and it's helpful every once in a while if I get a, a color or a name or some sort of presence or something about them, that, then because it's familiar that my human can experience somebody that's around me as familiar. Like there's somebody around me right now who's, she's this nurturer and she's familiar because she's shown me a couple of things about her. And she really wanted to be around me today for doing for this. And, and so she's the one that kind of like, how shall I say? challenged me 
to be out there about love. And so I'm doing that and I feel supported and I feel like she's like her smile matches your smile right now. Like she's <laughs> smiling through you. She's smiling through me. Isn't that fabulous? Is the confirmation everywhere? Yeah. Yeah. Everywhere, right? Everything, every moment is an opportunity to experience life. It's like I'm always presented. I'm becoming so aware that each moment is an opportunity for me to, to engage with this unknown realm. You, and you, in particular, are so industrious with creating from that space. Like mm -hmm. when you interact with it, you manifest and create. Like just even like doing this podcast, like it's like you just know how to manifest it. Your capacity to bring it into form is huge. That's true, you know. It is. So interesting when you do, when you are in a flow, there's always a disturbance. It's the strangest thing. I was doing a quantum healing with someone this morning and he was just communicating with his council, maybe something like his council or his higher self ah. in another dimension. And this wild cat comes into the room and starts attacking another cat. That's never happened. Isn't it strange? Yeah. And so. So what just happened? Well, the lady, this lady came to pick something up, but I didn't know she was coming. It's just I've noticed, I noticed that years ago. Now I'm centered again. I'm with you again. I'm back. So, uh -huh. so I, was, I was on the sofa last week and I was really tuned in last week. Some weeks are amplified, aren't they? Like sometimes it's amplified, this connection. And I was sitting on the sofa and it was like podcast. I had, I had seven names given to me and I was given just, this is how you do it and you got to do it now. And so I was just like, okay, it's not like when I go to create something, I don't think about it. Mm -hmm. I don't think of the logistics. I just do it. And then normally I just have this unbelievable backlog of work to do to get that up and running. However, I've learned that not to think about it. That's how I function. I just don't think. I just do. And when I don't think, it just works out. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. When I, when I yeah. let go of how is Bieber going to get this done, because it's not about me, right? It's just about an energy that needs to be expressed. Mm -hmm. Through art, you're an artist as well. Through art, through healing, mm -hmm. through communicating, just allowing that expansion in and I'm only really grasping that now in my life. Well, you are, though. And, you know, I think you're very agile with it in the material world. And, and even in the, in the world of putting it out there, I think my world is more verbal and emotional and quiet. You know, it's, more, it's less visible. But your capacity to just go with what you're inspired with and, and to manifest it in the physical material world is really it's inspiring to me i see it and it's inspiring to me so so let's even just like just for a moment a woman came to pick something up yeah you know and and we see it as an interruption but like something in her needed to be close to this moment right and so she picked <laughs> up whatever it was and it had energy on it but it's like that's what that was right she sucked she took a spoon and she took a little sip and then she she took off. Yeah. Um, so and good I, for her. I was aware as well that 
I can't, she's not an inconvenience. I have to show her love. Right. That's right. Like, hello, how are you? That's how can right. I help you? And she's like, oh, I'm here to take the thing. I was yeah. like, oh, of course, it's, let me just get it. As opposed to come back later. Yeah. It has to be in all the moments. Yeah. Yeah. Continuity. And that's the beauty of this fluidity and not, and like dropping it needing to be a certain way. You know, and that I think us saying that and living it right here live on this podcast is a way to inspire people. It's like, go, go with it. Go with it. Let it flow. Ask what's right with this versus, oh, this isn't what I want to have happening. What could be around the corner because this is happening? Different perspective, see? Yes, exactly. Yeah, that's their perspective. Because they, they can see where we're headed. And if we can at least even get a, a little bit of their vision, their perspective, it's really... It changes the whole thing. It changes the whole thing up. And and then that you caught a wave almost, a wave. And the more I've discovered, the more I go with it, just trusting, just trusting and going with it, this kind of momentum that's built up, the more I'm being expanded. It's when I, the, my capacity to give of myself Sometimes you're, you know, you may be tired or you've just had clients and you just need a day off, but someone needs to see you or whatever. My capacity, how far I go out is how far I'm expanded. It's mm-hmm. almost like self-perpetuated. Don't you find that? Mm-hmm. Yes. So you're, you're communicating and you're inviting in the unknown and they're showing up in all different ways in your life and presenting all different perspectives potentials possibilities especially when let's say you're working with a client when you're working with a client how does because the client's not going to really know that their higher self is talking to you right some of them do and sometimes no you know or sometimes it takes a while before they understand that's what's happening and sometimes it even takes a while before i understand that's what's happening (laughs) but you know so it's it's the whole gamut there but yeah it could be that they wouldn't even at least consciously know that they know something's happening. Yeah, that's beautiful. That's so beautiful because it can bypass just all the logical rights and wrongs. It's not about that. It's just about this feels right for you right now. How does that resonate with you? Yeah, exactly. It's a new way. Tell me something about your when you were young and you were be aware of the unknown and you came in seeking uh, to really blend and merge with that and understand that, whether it was scary or whether it was in a loving space. How did you begin to form a relationship with that? Like, how do you do that? How do you connect? So to clarify, what I think some of what, when I said it, like sometimes it was scary, what I mean is like sometimes the human experience was scary. Hmm. And so it propelled me into like seeking solace in the unknown, in the unseen, right? So I remember one time I had a really, really, really bad nightmare and I came it took everything I had, had to kind of come down the, the few stairs to where my mother was sitting in the kitchen. And it was dark. And she, I remember she was sitting with a blanket around her. And she got really mad at me for getting up in the middle of the night. Now, I'm sure she just needed some time on her own. She probably already had two other little kids. And anyway, she couldn't comfort me. And it took everything I had to go back up those stairs into the dark. I was so scared. And I, I remember creeping up there going, I can do it, I can do it, I can do it. And I got back in my bed and I just had 
to turn to the unseen. So, you know, you could look at that as a traumatic memory. And I think for a while, I was mad about it. <laughs> you know, even when I, in my early, early therapy, when I first, you know, would start talking about stuff like that. But quickly, I've come to see, and this is the alchemical piece, Viva. It's like, that was necessary. That level of being in the alienation of that moment made me turn in the dark to the light and to feel held really by what I'll, I'll say is the weaver woman, the woman who is weaving my future, ended up with me weaving my future of dreams. Now, had my mother comforted me, that might have been enough. And I might have been, you know, just there with her. But instead, my soul's journey was to find an opening to the other. So it required that fear. Now, I'm not a proponent of looking for fear as a human being on this planet, but when we are faced with something fearful or dangerous or anxiety provoking, it is lead that's looking to be turned to gold. There's something in it. We wouldn't be on this planet having these experiences because somebody's giggling at us and watching us suffer. It's because there's a meaning underneath the fear. There's always more love on the other side of fear. It's another one of those things that I'm not trying to tell anybody else what their truth should be, but I know that going through fear leads to more love. I know it in my own life, and I've seen, you know, really at this point, hundreds, maybe even thousands of people work through their fears at least thousands of times and find love on the other side of it, more love than was there prior to the fear. So, you know, that's a little bit about fear and love, but it's also about like, how did I, how did I bump into, how did I find myself seeking that in nature was a big nature is my vibe you know it's that's true for a lot of us it's like we go outside and we, we feel the expansiveness of the elements the earth the air the fire the water there's so much life and love and expansive information when we commune with those elements and so as a little girl, I would go out to this meadow and play in the meadow and, you know, the grasshoppers and the butterflies and the, you know, all of that was, those were my friends and climbing trees. <laughs> these, these trees, I would just, I would pull them down to the ground, climb up on them and let them swing me out. Anyway, I think all of those experiences, which I sought a lot of in solitude, were ways of soothing myself and they opened me. And I still do that today. I'm in the woods now because of that same capacity, that same proximity. You live in the woods. To what I would call the div divine. Yes, I do live in the woods. And God speaks through the elements. There's no question. I was on a hike the other day with a friend. and She was talking about something I didn't particularly want to hear or talk about. It was just annoying. And I looked down and there was this root that literally looked like a hand <laughs> with a big with a big ball of moss in it. I mean, it was just, it was like a hand cupping a ball of moss. Yeah. And I was like, oh, thank you. Let me just be the, see, there goes my chime. There go, let me just be the hand holding the moss instead of being annoyed in this moment. So there's always an inspiration available if we're, if we're tuned in, if we're looking. Right. You know, it's not just, you don't earn it. It's just there. It's just, that's what I was yeah. so You're very articulate yeah. to say that. It's every moment we are presented with an opportunity to remember what we are. 
Yeah. It's always there. It's just constantly, it's like the fact that you're walking and you you just see something that just brings you right back into yourself because the conversation was taking you out of yourself into, you know. Yes. 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 Lower vibrational conversation. It's just annoying. Mm -hmm. It's like, I mean, not just like looking yeah. really. Like, I like barefoot walking and I like it for lots of reasons. But one of the reasons <laughs> I've gotten to like it in the last year is I'll be walking, I'll go for a walk, a walking meditation maybe. And then I'll take my shoes off at the end and I'll walk. And then I'll remember that I'm walking barefoot. And the moment I feel my foot on the earth, I feel the earth. I feel that the being. Mm -hmm feel the presence of the earth mm. and i just go oh hello it's so mm. good to connect with you it's so good to just ride out this yeah. day with you and just to love that moment of connection yes yes mm. yeah it's like the earth's not healing me and i'm not healing the earth and that may be so but i it's not about that it's i'm just it's in recognition that you're here and so am i we're yeah. yes. floating, on, floating on each other, and I'm just touching you, going, "You're magnificent." Just magnificent. And it matters that we're here. It matter. It's important to be here and to be physical and having that Earth experience. That's what you're tuning into the mission. You're really that the human. You're very good at grounding back into that. That's what I like about you. You mm. always bring it back to grounding, as you said, the mission. We're here on the Earth as humans. Yeah, detach from that, you know. It's so easy to forget that. I mean, in my own life, when you say to me in the work I've done with you, and you're like, Biba, you know, it's about Biba in her life, what what's comfortable, what she likes, and I'm thinking, yeah, you're so right. It's about how do I enjoy this experience more? Because you can make and to continue and to believe that also is a way of being of service. See that seeds. The morphogenic field for all human beings. It's like not everybody's enjoying a good bit of what this is here right now, right? We know that. Like there's a lot of pain and suffering and sorrow. And part of the service is to be a human being that can experience it differently. And that sends a wave of hope across the planet because ultimately it can be more and more human beings experience. I love that. I really believe that. Mm -hmm. I really believe that. It's like there's no power in guilt, but there is power in inspiration and in holding a space for everyone to find their truer self and, and to love life here. It's a beautiful thing. Yeah, it is. And I again, I know we're getting ready to close, really just to reiterate the depth of caring. You know, it's like even, even, these words you and I have spoken, it's been so fun to talk with you and to, to like bat this around and put it out there. But it's also like both of us care deeply about what we're saying. Yeah. And even if people just hear the ideas, they're also feeling the vibration of the care. Yeah, exactly. The frequency of it. Thank you. But like, I'm not finished asking you questions. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the Tommy's there, Brenda. <laughs> I need to know. I need to know just a little bit about your when you connect to the unseen realms. Like, in order for you to be a spiritual therapist, you have to have the the. You went to college as a psychotherapist, but you also had to develop your own abilities as a spirit being in a human body and how that how that works. And so. 
all the work that you've done in your life on your spiritual side, which has been your whole life, right? Working on this on the spiritual side. What can you allow or what can you reveal to people about connecting to their higher selves, connecting to those unseen realms, whether it's somebody who meditates, whether it's somebody who doesn't meditate, whether it's somebody who's maybe wanting to study anything spiritual or wants to develop their abilities to really connect and heal themselves. And like, what have you got to say about that, really? Well, you know, what I know and has been, there's really two strong, I guess, sidewalks on my path. One has been my own psychotherapy. You know, being in therapy with a spiritual psychotherapist was a powerful part of my own waking up and learning and where she guided me. And the other is meditation. So, you know, I do feel like I don't know how I would be where I am without the guidance of both my therapist, my partner, but also the teachers and the mentors I have reached out to develop myself. I've worked with channeled material. I've worked with metaphysical learning and understanding and meditation in depth to cultivate the relationship with my higher self and soul. And I think, you know, for anybody, I think meditation, even if it's a walking meditation in nature, is what you can, you know, at least endeavor if not sitting and, and going into deep meditation. You and I both love, you know, as a guide, Joe Dispenza's meditations, okay? Moving into the quantum field with, with the help of that guidance of those meditations. It's not necessary, but it's so accessible and helpful to have a guide with some of those. I can go into that space on my own, but I love the music and the, the guidance of somebody's voice. So I really like, and I I'm a proponent of guided visualization and guided meditation. And I think that's where, if you're quiet in that space, I think that's where our higher self and souls come and, and meet with us. I also encourage more and more lately people to write. You know, you can bump into the wisdom that's trying to come up through you through writing or movement or maybe even singing. Those forms that get us out of our left brain and into that, you know, more fluid self, allow those that are present and invited to come in and, and connect with us to come in. That's how they come in. That's how they come in when we create that space, right? Yes. Art. I mean, I, I didn't even say that, but of course, like drawing or painting or, you know, clay. It's amazing how they'll come through. Yeah. You know, art, or, or just, art, art just, they definitely come through with art for me and meditation. Yeah. Nature. So I have thoroughly loved this. Okay. Well, I don't. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And I would love if you want to to do version two. Yeah, I just want to do version two because I I want to know about your um your therapy inside the quantum healing realms. I'd love to have you discuss that. Yeah, it would be fun for us to try to put it into words because we both know what we're experiencing, but our capacity to synchronize in conversation might help us both put it into words. I would look forward to that for sure, my dear. Well, I send you love. Send you love. Blessings. Thank you and have a beautiful rest of the day. Goodbye, everyone. Thank you, Brandon. Yes.